Welcome to Radioactive Summer Break. I'm Laura Jones. Thanks for listening. Radioactive community co-hosts and volunteers are off until the end of summer. And hopefully by that time, our new Care Seal Studios will be up and running and we'll bring everybody back to join the show for grassroots activists and community builders. In the meantime, I'm still here behind the mic, passing it along to folks getting up to good trouble in the community. Is it too early to say it's the dog days of summer? Coming up, songs of summer from our friends at the Utah Humane Society. I'm also going to reshare an interview with Callista at Salt Lake County Animal Services because if it's too hot for you, it's definitely too hot for your pets too. And a reminder on where to find cool zones in Salt Lake County. Since it's Monday, we'll be checking in with the YWCA of Utah on its 21-day challenge for racial equity and social justice. My guest will be Chief Mission Impact Officer Sandra Stokes, who's going to get us going right now by adding another pick to our Songs of Summer playlist. Sandra, I understand that you put a song a day on the whiteboard or something like that. And so you know what we're yes. doing. We're playing Songs <laughs> of Summer. You you, uh, you know, last time we spoke, I uh, went straight to Robert Smith and the Cure, and you introduced me to The Cure by Odyssey. What do you got mm-hmm. for me this week? This week I got an old but goodie. Uh, so I've been bumping Mary J. Blige, all that I can say. Just that intro, and I love Mary J. And watched the documentary over the weekend on Prime. So I was like... <gasps> That's why I love you, Mary J. Um, so that's been that uh, the song of the day this week that is on the board. All that I can say about Mary J. Blige. Who you want to dedicate this to? Oh, I'll dedicate that to my family because we love Mary J. And if Mary J. comes on, we are all like singing along and loving it. So I dedicate it to my family. You got it, Sandra. Songs of Summer on the Radioactive Summer Break. All right, it's time to check in with the YWCA of Utah for the latest on the 21-Day Racial Equity and Social Justice Challenge. Here's my conversation with Sandra Stokes, Chief Mission Impact Officer. Sandra, we're into the home stretch on the 21-Day Challenge, week four ahead of us. And I wanted to really get into what is happening in these emails and what we're asking of people who participate. And you got some picks for me that you want to highlight? I do. So in week four, we start bringing it home and really looking at how do I, um, you know, as this person engaging in this challenge, start to find and explore different ways to embody this work, right? So we're going to talk about like jump off from day 16 in week four is how, how we talk about race and how we talk about race is that driving force of my why, you know, I'm how I talk about race and this is why I talk about race. And I always tell folks, if you, can't, if you can't do anything that day, if you've got 10 minutes, listen to NPR's Code Switch. Um, so how to, t- and on that uh, vignette, they talk about how to start conversations about anti-Asian racism with your family. So as we saw the rise in anti-Asian uh, racism spike, and it's correlating with the rise of hate crimes that we're seeing you know, across the board, but specifically targeting um, members of our Asian community. I think that's, you know, that's that drive of why. Why do we have to keep talking about this? Because it keeps happening and it keeps happening to different groups. It keeps ramping up for different communities for different reasons. So I always start there, which if you got 10 minutes, listen to the podcast. I always love Code Switch anyways. Like they get down in a way that I'm always like, yes, yes. Um, the way they, you know, they bring in music or they'll bring in, you know, the theory, they'll bring in the, the person. But I'm like, if you don't have 10, if you don't, don't have more than 10 minutes in your day, you can at least start there. 
And that just builds on, you know, from day 16, moving to allies, co-conspirators and accomplices. So talking about, um, you know, what does it mean to work towards racial resilience? So if we talk about the Yale Youth Ministry Institute, um, that's a five minute video where they're talking about racial resilience. And part of that is because I know, as you know, as I talk about and I experience and I walk this world with my identity as a black woman, um, you know, I, there are times I'm tired. So I really have to nurture my resiliency because hatred don't take a day off. I don't get a day just to kind of decompress, but I have to be very intentional about when I decompress, how I rest so I can build my resistance and I can build up my resilience. So as we talk about like moving forward and bringing it home, depending on who you are and how you identify, you may have different needs um, to, and rest may be very intentional for you. Or there may be times where you're like, I'm not going to rest. I have this energy. I'm going to run with it today. I'm going to talk with, I'm going to talk about race. Um, and, you know, day 18, bringing it home even further is educating ourselves, the need to continue to do that. Participate. I, learning is a process. We've never arrived in our learning. There's always something to learn more. And so when we look at racial equity workshops, uh, being in this time of COVID and the pandemic, is it shifting, um, but it's still alive and well, you know, there are many folks who miss being in community together and learning alongside of each other, but there's a way to continue this learning through racial equity workshops online. There are so many out there. We've got a couple listed um, as part of our toolkit and resources, but just keep going because then you can start peeling back more of the layers because as we look at structural racism, it's deeply ingrained in who we are, what we do, what we say, what we consume. And I always say, as I work on equity work, I create more work. Because then it's like, oh, where else is, you know, there, how else is racial inequities impacting people? How else, you know, is poverty shaped by racism? How else is, you know, someone's gender identity or sexual orientation compounded by their racial identity? There's, there's always more to do. So if you can just keep building on your own by go, deep, taking that deeper dive, getting really introspective, educating yourself, and these racial equity workshops are a beautiful way to keep doing that learning and nurturing this moment that you are having. So it becomes more than a moment, it becomes part of your life. You know, one of the things that I've found is that it's giving me the tools or the confidence to start that conversation, to uh, ask when I was, you know, it's an interesting place at a family barbecue to ask about race. But when you're having that moment, I had my dad and his sister around. They were, they grew up in Washington, D.C., Arlington in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. And just to ask them what that was like and to see how far they've come and then what's passed then on to me and what then I can change and move forward with my generation and on and on. I really think that this 21-day challenge gives you the confidence to engage in that work because we want to be nice to the nice. <laughs> and it can be really hard to do this work and still feel good about yourself if you don't have these actions you can take to move forward. Absolutely. And having these conversations, I look at like, you know, what's, what, what is my real circle of influence? And as you talk about building that confidence, it's building that confidence through practice. And so just like you said, having that conversation with those near and dear to your heart and having those conversations in a way that are intentional and you feel like, OK, this is a group, um, you know, this is a family member. I can kind of stumble through this, you know, on, but I know they're willing to engage with me then all of a sudden I can feel the words as they leave my body and embody this education and this understanding and see where I also still need to grow. And it's like, oh, I really struggled to, you know, break down redlining in Utah and, you know, and how it's visible and, you know, how we came to be here and how it's still alive and well. 
I stumbled through that. So let me go back and, you know, watch this other video or let me actually consume a little bit more, um, you know, on looking at the banking industry and how those practices are still being enforced today. So I always tell folks and for myself as well, like to stumble through it, to work through it. I, I, that's part of that learning as well. And that experience and also shows me where to grow. You know, I'm like, I'm really versed. I can talk about intergenerational poverty and what has created, you know, these systems of oppression around poverty and education. But I'm struggling to really make the connection between um, how many of our QT BIPOC community members are also, you know, showing up and talking about racial justice and racial equity and have been for years. Like, I'm, I'm missing that history. So let me go there. Sometimes it helps direct my, my attention and intention at the same time. Sandra Stokes of the YWCA of Utah. Check tonight's show notes, folks, for a link to the 21-Day Challenge. You can get started right now. More music discovery on KRCL. Coming up, some Stevie Wonder, some Ray Zaragoza. This is Yola, Stand For Myself, on 90.9. Ramsey Lewis Trio, The In Crowd, on KRCL 90.9. That's Stevie Wonder, as promised, I wish. The It Girl from Ray Zaragoza, and starting us off in that set... Stand for Myself from Yola. I'm Laura Jones, and before I get out of here, we're going to have a little bit of Lucinda Williams. Don't forget, she'll be here at the end of the month at Red Butte with Jason Isbell. More details at krcl.org. Wanted to remind you, though, before I get out of here, about how to keep your pets cool and where in Salt Lake you can find cool zones. We know that uh, older adults and young children are the most vulnerable to heat-related illnesses, And um, Salt Lake County is hoping to help combat that this year by uh, offering our Cool Zone program. That's Afton January of Salt Lake County Aging Services, which has a Google map of cool zones throughout the county. The Cool Zone program is a program of Salt Lake County, and it's really our way of offering um, people the opportunity to come into our facilities, to promote our facilities that are active all year long and welcome people out of the heat and into our lovely um, air-conditioned environments where they can drink ice-cold water from our water fountains and, if they like, uh, enjoy some of the programs and services that are offered at our libraries, senior centers, and recreation facilities. We were not able to offer the cool zones last year as a result of COVID-19. Most of the facilities were completely closed for most of the summer, and uh, we've only been opening up, uh, well, the senior centers, in fact, only opened up in April. Um, so we're really excited to be able to offer the cool zones again this summer and welcome individuals from around the county back into Salt Lake County facilities. Absolutely. Your body needs more water when it's hot outside. Uh, we encourage people to be aware of the signs of heat-related illness so that they can uh, monitor their body and act accordingly. So things like um, faintness, tiredness, nausea, dizziness, headaches, shortness of breath, and a difficulty regulating your body's temperature are all signs that you may be succumbing to heat-related illness. And if you are succumbing to heat-related illness, there are a couple of things you can do. First of all, get out of the heat, get inside, get into an air-conditioned environment like a cool zone. Um, If your home isn't air-conditioned, we we welcome you to our facilities. Um, There's also lots of uh, businesses and other facilities around the county that folks can go to to get out of the heat if they need to. Um, But Salt Lake County's facilities are free 
um, for the purposes of, uh, of cooling off. We want everyone to be monitoring their own bodies, making sure that they're staying safe from the heat, but also check in on your neighbors. This is a time of year when particularly your elderly neighbors may be staying in and trying to avoid the heat, but if they don't have air conditioning, it's a really good idea to check in and make sure that they're doing okay, that they're staying hydrated, and that they know about uh, things like the cool zones and other opportunities to stay safe from these uh, hot summer temps. You can get a list of the cool zones at uh, Salt Lake County Aging and Adult Services website, which is slco.org aging. We have a banner right on the front page right now that will take you directly to our cool zone site. Afton, January. Right now we're getting up to really hot temperatures. And what that means for your dog is that if you were to walk outside right now and you put the back of your palm on the ground and it's uncomfortable for you to leave your palm there for the back of your palm for five seconds, it is way too hot for your dog's paws. That's Callista Pearson of Salt Lake County Animal Services, which wants you to keep your dogs cool this summer. Many people may notice as they're walking their dogs or just going for a walk right now, um, that radiant heat coming off the sidewalk and the asphalt. And even when you go hiking on dirt trails, it is too hot for your dogs right now during the day. And if you go for a walk with your dogs, whether it's hiking or just in the neighborhood, take water for them. Acknowledge how old your dog is and maybe they need more water in, for shorter periods of time. And definitely don't take them out in the middle of the day. Let's talk about the potential damage if you do. What should you be looking for in terms of heat distress or burns? And um, when are the signs to take your dog to the vet? You know, some things to look for when you're taking your dog on a walk is first they're panting. You know, remember they can't sweat, they're panting. Usually you're not going to run across water, so they're going to get dehydrated. So you need to carry your own water. Their paws can get burnt or super sensitive and you can see that when you get home and just by how sensitive their paws are, you might see them licking their paws a lot when you get home from a walk. Um, so if you do see that, you know, look at putting some salve on their paws or calling your vet and just making sure that your dog's okay because they're your best friend and you don't want anything bad to happen to them. We've seen a lot about, in fact, today, Primary Children's held a press conference about kids being left in cars. Tell us about dogs being left in cars and what people should do if they see that. The animal control officers at Salt Lake County Animal Services have these calls about four to five times a day where they they get stories of a dog being left in a car. And if you do see a dog left in a car, the best thing to do is first call the local dispatch or 911 and have someone come respond. If we don't get there first, fire will or the police will. Please don't break car windows because there is no um, Good Samaritan Act for pets in Utah. Um, so make sure to call somebody and you know, take photos of their license plate of the pet in the car. So that way you can hand that information off to the animal control officer once they do get there so they can include it in their report if the dog is already gone by the time they arrive. Callista Pearson. To hear more, visit the radioactive page of krcl.org. Coming up at 7, Democracy Now!, followed by Red, White, and Blues at 8, Michelle's Night Train at 10.30. Before I get out of here, one more song of summer. Hi, this is Karen Dunker, Development Director of the Humane Society of Utah in Murray, and I dedicate my song of summer, Chicago's Saturday in the Park, to all of Utah humane supporters, adopters, volunteers, and their furry family members. Thank you for helping us help thousands of homeless animals and change their world. On KRCL. KRCL.